I'm here on Guimas Island, and many people are over in Anacortes. And Guimas Island and Anacortes are separated by Guimas Channel. And that's about a mile wide for those of you who don't live nearby. And it's famous for its strong currents. Very strong currents come through there. And if you don't know about those currents and you're a kayaker or a paddleboarder or a boater, and you put yourself out into that channel, you might have an unexpected event. Uh, uh, you might be swept away by those strong currents. And the reason I bring that up is because our minds are like that current in Guimas Channel. Our minds contain strong currents, very strong. Uh, those currents are generated by our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings. And sometimes they sweep us away, just like the kayakers who don't yet know. But that's okay, because that's what our minds do. This is just what a human mind does. It generates all these things quite strongly. And if we don't know how to anchor ourselves, we'll be swept away. That's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about sitting meditation and how sitting meditation can be an anchor for us. So we come into the zendo or to our own meditation cushion or our chair and we sit down and we say, I'm going to meditate. But sitting down on the cushion or the chair isn't enough by itself. Because we can sit down on the cushion or the chair and still indulge those currents in our mind. Or maybe better, we could say, we could sit down on the chair or the cushion and the currents will have their way with us. Yeah. So we sit down and grievance pops up. Mm, there's a current. Ooh, follow that for a while. And then maybe uh, another, another thing pops up like, um, I don't know, a rumination about that grievance. So we do that for a while. We're swept by that current around and around and around. Or we might be swept by the current of sleepiness and take a little nap while we're sitting on the cushion. And we've all done this before a few times, right? Where we do the, and then that and catch ourselves. <clears throat> on long retreats, we used to call that rowing the boat because you just do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Those retreats in the middle of the afternoon when it's warm and you would rather be napping. Or sometimes we get all the way to the end of the sitting and we hear the two bells sound and we realize that we spent our entire meditation time planning our grocery list or maybe telling off our brother for that thing that he said um, or just taking a nap without falling over. So in order to turn sitting down into sitting meditation, we have to have an anchor. And I'd like to talk about three steps we can take to use an anchor in our sitting meditation. So the first step that we take is we actually drop the anchor overboard, right? It doesn't do much good if the anchor is sitting in the boat. We have to drop, pick up the anchor and drop it overboard. We have to do this because we already have so many of these currents in our lives that are, that are swirling around. Like we have currents that are our projects, 
that we're doing. You know, we start to think about that and plan that. Or we have currents to our relationships, the ones that are going well, maybe the ones that aren't going so well. Um, we have currents to our plans and our memories and our desires and our aversions, all those things. So we decide, okay, I see my currents. I'm going to pick up my anchor and I'm going to drop it over the side. Now I pick up my anchor and drop it over the side when I come in the Zendo door by reciting the Zendo for the, the Gata for entering the Zendo. And that goes like this. Entering the meditation hall, I see my true self. I vow that as I sit down, I will cut off all disturbances. I recite that every time. That is picking up my anchor and dropping it over the side. That is setting my aspiration. That's my vow. I vow to sit down and cut off those disturbances. So that's, that's, the, that's picking it up, but the anchor isn't on the bottom yet. I have to let out more and more line for it to reach the bottom. It won't do much good floating in the water, even if I put it over the side. So I do this by having another aspiration when I sit down on my cushion. When I actually get across the zendo to my cushion, I sit down and I, before I sit down, I bow to my cushion. I bow. And why do I bow? Because this cushion has been supporting my meditation for years and years. This very cushion. And not only this very cushion, but cushions like this have supported people for generations. Chairs have supported people for generations. We're calling on a line of ancestors that's very long, just like that rope I'm letting out so my anchor can sink. We can call on that history. We can take refuge in that history. We're recipients of all that wisdom and generosity from generation after generation. So that's why I bow to my cushion because that's like letting out more and more rope to my anchor. So that's step one. Dropping your anchor overboard means that you are shifting your mind so that meditation is possible. And we know what it's like if we don't do that step. If we don't shift our mind, we risk coming in and sitting down and just looking like we're meditating, but not really doing it because we're swept away. That's step one. Step two, we have to set our anchor. We have to set our anchor. So as your bottom touches the earth, either that's on your cushion or on your chair, your anchor also touches the seafloor. In both of these, we are touching the earth. Our anchor is touching the earth and our body is touching the earth. And even though those strong currents are swirling around, that anchor connects us to the strength of Mother Earth. 
You know, when we set out to meditate at first, we often set out to meditate by ourselves for ourselves. But when we do this, it's very difficult and we probably won't stick with it for very long. Because when we do that, we're just trying to use our ego to tame our ego. Uh, you know, Einstein is purported to have said something like, we can't solve our problems with the same thinking we use to create them. And without an anchor, that's what meditation can become. We can just sit down and rehearse our ego's habits of mind. But when we set our anchor, you know, when, the, when an anchor is set, it's dropped down to the bottom and it's pulled into the bottom. So it's set in there good and strong so it can hold you. That's anchoring itself to the earth. And we can do that too. It gives us a different way forward than just our ego spinning in circles. And that different way forward is that bit by bit we discover that we're part of something vast and powerful. Not just a single self sitting down trying to change my mind with my own mind. We're part of something vast and powerful. So when we sit down and set our anchor touching the earth, we feel that connection. We can feel it. We're sitting as the generations of our ancestors. We can feel the safety of that, the safety of being held by this incredibly vast interbeing that we are. Incredibly vast. We don't have to do this by ourselves. We can sit down and take refuge in that vastness. So this is the step two. This is what it means to set your anchor. To set your anchor, put your body on the earth like the anchor is in the earth so that you can take refuge in that vast power and safety of interbeing. Hmm. Now that gives us the ability to take step three, which is enjoying our anchor. You know, once we've set that anchor and we touch that vastness of the interbeing, we can simply enjoy the currents that are swirling around us. We don't have to be afraid of them or fight them. So enjoying our anchor. There's many ways to enjoy anchoring ourselves in meditation. Um, I like to think of it as enjoying your anchor means bring you bring your awareness back over and over to your anchoring practice. Again, because you anchor and then you're, you're away somewhere and you anchor again and you're off somewhere and you anchor again. You do it again and again and again. Why is this enjoyable? Well, here's why it's enjoyable for me. Because when I, when I do that, I have the ability to be present for this moment. And our teacher Thich Nhat Hanh would use the phrase present moment, wonderful moment, because when you really are pr present for this moment, you see that it is wonderful, no matter what's happening. It's wonderful simply to be present for life. 
That's one reason it's enjoyable. Another is because you're connected. You know, when we sit down on the cushion and try to meditate as a, as a separate self-being, we're not connected. It's us against the world. But enjoying your anchor means you can enjoy being connected. You are part. You are important. And then I also enjoy it because I, I'm safe. When I sit down and connected to the earth like that, bring on the currents. I can handle it. I'm safe. I'm not going to get swept away. So if you have a skeptical mind, you might be thinking right now, well, okay, it, it, um, maybe it's enjoyable to get swept away by the currents of my mind. Maybe I really enjoy sitting there planning my grocery list or telling off my brother. You know, maybe, maybe that you'd like to do that. And there is some kind of an enjoyment to that, but it's a shallow kind of enjoyment. Uh, your anchor gives you the possibility of a much deeper kind of enjoyment. I'm willing to trade one for the other most of the time. Some of the time I, I opt for the shallow enjoyment and get caught in some rumination about somebody. Somebody said something 40 years ago, you know. Yeah. So awareness of breathing is the classic way that we enjoy our meditation. So this is what it means to enjoy our anchor. Let's talk about some of these ways that we can turn to the breath as the way of enjoying our sitting meditation. So the first technique for uh, anchoring yourself in the breath is counting the breath. And these are not due to you, I'm sure. You've probably heard about these before. But I'd just like to, to voice these so that we, uh, we know these tools really well as our anchors. So when we count the breath, the first thing we do is we pick a spot in, in our breathing channel to pay attention to. So that might be the tip of the nose. You might feel that now, the cool air at the tip of your nose when you take an in-breath. And the warm, moist air when you breathe out. Right there where, your, where the breath enters your body. That's one really good place to pay attention to your breath. Another one is the, the back of your throat. That might be a place that you like to pay attention to. Well, you might take a breath now and, and just try that. What does it feel like at the back of your throat? I can feel the coolness of the air coming in and then that warmth as it goes out. Or if you'd like to bring your awareness even more deep into your body, you could, you could pay attention to the diaphragm rising and falling that's bringing the breath in and out of your body, way down at the bottom of your belly. So wherever you choose, stay with that point and follow your breath all the way in. And then stay with the gap between the in-breath and the out-breath. And then Follow your breath all the way out. And stay with that uncertainty between the out-breath and the next in-breath. Will you be able to breathe in again? Find out. One day you won't. But this time, 
probably will. So when you do that, in, gap, out, in that last gap, just drop the one and do it again. Two. Three. Now, it sounds easy, but it isn't. If you get to three, you're kind of a superstar. <clears throat> right? I've often, if I'm really truthful with myself and I am paying attention to my breath, I will only drop a, n a number in there if I've actually followed it all the way in, stayed with a gap, all the way out, stayed with a gap. If I haven't, even for a fraction of a moment, I won't, I won't go on. I'll start again at one. It doesn't do any good to count from one to ten and back down again if you weren't actually paying attention to your breath. Right? So you can do that if you want to. You know, I found that I can give about 10% of my attention to my breathing and still count it and give 90% of my attention to my uh, rumination. But I haven't really utilized my anchor. I haven't enjoyed my anchor. So if you count to one the entire sitting, good for you. Good for you. So you might you might enjoy that as as a way of of enjoying your anchor. Uh, there's another another technique you might try as as well, and that is using a breathing gata. So a breathing gata is one that Thai has written for us. It's based on one of the sutras, and it honors the natural deepening of our enjoyment as we breathe. It honors the natural deepening of our enjoyment as we breathe. So there's there's um, five different stanzas to this and we choose the we start at the first one and we use that only that stanza until we naturally find that we are expressing the second stanza and then we move on and then when we find that we've been with that for a while and we know we're expressing the third stanza we go to that and we do that with all five of them so it's it is descriptive of what we're experiencing it's not proscriptive of what we should be experiencing, right? So we don't do this gotcha thinking, oh, I need to do all five steps in order for me to do it right. No, we just do the first step until we naturally get to the second step. And then we start at the second step. So what are those steps? <clears throat> breathing in, I know that I'm breathing in. Breathing out, I know that I'm breathing out. And we can shorten it to just a word for the in and the out. So we just say in, out. And then I like to just do that again and again. In, out. In, out. Now if I do that long enough, sometimes, Naturally, I get to the next stanza, which is this. Breathing in, my breath becomes deep. Breathing out, my breath becomes slow. Deep. Slow. Now, I didn't go to the second stanza to force my breath to become deep and slow. 
I noticed that naturally it was becoming deep and slow as I was practicing in, out. So now I'm there at the second stanza. So now it's deep, slow, deep, slow. And I'll do that for a while until I notice I'm at the third stanza, which is breathing in, my mind is calm. Breathing out, my body is at ease. Calm, ease. Calm, ease. So I breathe like that, enjoying my calm mind on the in-breath and my ease of body on the out-breath. So enjoyable. Calm, ease. And after a while, maybe I'll notice that I am now expressing the fourth stanza, which is this. Breathing in, I smile. Breathing out, I release. Smile, release. My calm mind and my easy body naturally make me smile and naturally make me release. Smile, release. And I do that again and again and again. And just maybe after some time, I will realize I'm at the fifth stanza. Breathing in, I'm aware of the present moment. Breathing out, I know this is a wonderful moment. Present moment, wonderful moment. We can share the gatha with you later so that you have this. But it really doesn't have to be so complicated as it must have sounded as I described it. If you just simply start with in, out. After some time you might realize, oh, it's my breath is deep and slow. And then you might realize, oh, my mind is calm. My body's at ease. And then you realize, oh, I'm smiling. I'm releasing. Mm, this is the present moment. And it is so wonderful. One more technique, especially after you've done this for a while, this uh, maybe this the five stanzas of this of this little poem, this little gata. You might find that you're ready to just sit and enjoy the anchor of just sitting, letting go of all that busyness, and just sitting here. 
that only happens after we've anchored ourselves in our breath. The anchor is holding us steadily in the present moment, and you know that you're not swept away anymore by the currents. And so from this well-anchored place, we're free to experience whatever comes. We just sit. You can feel that itch above your right eye, but instead of having to reflexively reach up and scratch it, you are anchored so well that you're free to investigate it. What does this sensation really feel like? Is it changing? Is it getting stronger, getting weaker? Ooh, and what about this urge I feel to put my hand up there and scratch? What's that like? Ooh. And what happens if I just simply sit here and watch this whole thing without having to take any action at all? Just sitting. So I've described something that's really kind of counterintuitive. And what's counterintuitive is that anchoring ourselves gives us freedom. Now, how could it be that dropping an anchor and setting it into the earth and tying ourselves with a rope makes us free? Doesn't that just tie us down? But it, but it does set us free. And it's for this reason. The minds that we inherited from our billions of years of evolution didn't evolve to set us free. Our minds evolved to help us survive. And that's the mind we have. It's not necessarily a mind that is interested in letting go. So we anchor ourselves in our sitting meditation. First, so that we aren't swept away by those currents of our mind, of our situation. And second, so that once we're safely anchored, we can investigate and transform our mind and the things that sweep us away. But we can't investigate or transform those things until we're well anchored. Anchoring ourselves in breathing awareness is not just a beginner's practice. I've been uh, meditating for 40 years, and I still do this every day. Every day. My mind is a typical human mind, and it generates dangerous currents. So I anchor myself in this breath, and tomorrow I'll need to do it again, because I have the same mind. And I'll need to do it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Now, over time, my mind has calmed and transformed, but it'll always remain a human mind. It will always need an anchor. So please join me. Please join me in anchoring yourself in our sitting meditation so that you can enjoy the present moment and its secondary consequence, the transformation of your own mind.
we don't do it for that reason, but it happens. We, we sit just to sit. And the bonus is that our mind gets transformed while we do that. So please join me. I'll be doing this every day. And uh, if you're doing it every day, we're, we're sharing that moment.